an Ewok and a Wookiee. I doubt Ewoks and Wookiees could, like, reproduce. That'd be an interesting thing. Like, how? We should not explore this. <laughs> Well, hello there. Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I am Michael Hoover, joined today by Jessica McNair. Hello, Jessica. Hello. And Josh Mesker. What's up, Josh? Hello. How are y'all today? This is going to be awesome. Really excited about this episode. how are y'all? We're from Arkansas. We're from Arkansas. Go Hogs! (laughs) (laughs) You're not a Razorback fan. Woo pig, am I right? I'm actually wearing a razor. <laughs> Even back. though that's my alumni, I get so embarrassed every time there's a concert and people are like here and they're like, oh, we've heard about this calling the hogs. What is that? Please show us. I'm like, can we not? Can we just can we just have the concert? Yeah, when you're in person for the call of the hogs, this is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Go Gators. No, I am a, I went to the U of A. I'm proud of it, but we don't have to do it before every single concert. That some There's artist... no way you're proud of it. There's no way you can be proud of that. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Star Wars. We're in a great headspace tonight. <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. Y'all tonight for this episode. Hey, I'm from Arkansas still. I say y'all all the time. So mm-hmm. you'll hear that plenty. Um, tonight for this episode, y'all, we are going to, now I'm just realizing how much I actually say that. Holy crap. (laughs) Tonight for this episode, we are going to be ranking our favorite final shots of the Star Wars theatrically released movies. So we're going to do top three and we'll do some honorable mentions, but it's going to be the literal last, like the final shot, the final frame of the movie. Um, not necessarily what leads up to it, although that can have impact on the final shot, obviously, but it's not, um, like there, I was actually surprised. I was surprised at a couple that I actually thought were going to be one of them in particular, I thought was going to be my favorite and it turned out, Oh, that's not the final shot. (laughs) And so it was, I was kind of bummed out about that, but so we're not going to be doing, uh, we're, we're going to be doing the literal final shot. So, Josh, just leading up to this, how are you processing how you're going to rank these? What goes into your ranking? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm very glad that you have asked that question. Uh, and I will answer it as best as I possibly can. Uh, so I look for a few things and my ranking is going to be pretty diverse actually. Um, especially when we're picking a top three, but I look for, um, thematic relevant, uh, relevance. I look for, you know, classic endings, you know, where the heroes are triumphant, um, reflective endings that gives you something to think about after the movie is over. Um, it just, it just really depends. And, um, uh, so I'm kind of all over the place on it and I don't really, uh, have a preference for a particular ending. I just want it to say something and be meaningful to the overall context of the, the movie. Um, and so what I've done though, since we're doing a top three is I've picked an ending from each of the three 
Skywalker trilogies. Love it. Jessica, anything that he didn't mention that goes into your like actual process of ranking them? I know you love ranking. You know, I love it. <laughs> um, as we've discussed before, I'm a big, uh, a, a big feelings person. So it's always like the end of the movie. Uh, I don't know, just like the feeling it invokes, whether it's you're excited, um, you're curious about what's going to happen next, or you're kind of shocked at the ending. Um, so I kind of look at look at that as well. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a combination of the two of you, all of that factors into mine, but I was surprised to going into my ranking when I was watching the final shots again. Um, I, I just realized i never really thought about how much the music plays into my, uh, what I think of the ending of the movie. And I mean, look, I've always known the music at the ends of star Wars movies is always great, but it's John Williams, but I never realized that that would go into my thought process of ranking the final shot based on how I feel going into that last shot. And the music actually does play quite a big deal, uh, played a, it plays quite a big role for me as well, oddly enough. So that's actually part of it. I'm not ranking the music per se, but I am, it does have part to play in how I feel during that shot. So I'm, I kind of, that kind of worked itself into it too. So that's a just really interesting development for me but not surprising in the least because star wars music is always good so guys before we get started with this if you wouldn't mind subscribing if you haven't that way our podcast just pops up every we release an episode every wednesday usually most of the time and uh and that way if you're subscribed it'll just pop right up in your feed and you'll see when we release a new episode um, and also follow us in our social media accounts. It, they're right down below. Uh, I will put the information down there in, in the description. And uh, also our Facebook group. Please go join our Facebook group. We love having discussions. Our our Twitter account actually broke 100 followers this week. We're actually at 118 now. Woohoo! It just like jumped up and it, it's been awesome. So I've been working on that for a little bit now. Uh, but that jumped up. And then our Facebook group also got about four new members this past week as well. So welcome all of you if you're listening to this uh, for the first time or not for the first time. So with all that said, let's get started. I want to start with honorable mentions. Um, we we both have, I believe, two planned. And so, Jessica, let's start with you. I want to get your first honorable mention, B. Well, you said it can only be movies. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't just movies, can I have one of those? <laughs> sure. Why not? Honorable um, mentions. Okay. So one that would be in my top three would be the end of the Clone Wars, the end of season seven. Okay. Pause. Which I can't Josh go into more it. of that because of Josh, <laughs> okay. but those okay. who have seen it know what I'm talking about. That would be it one is, of my top ones. It is an incredible shot. I think that might be one of my favorite star wars endings ever so well done i appreciate that i wish we could talk about it more but we will no. josh we will <laughs> not, not today <laughs> not today but how about a movie though another one that was really close for me in the top three would have been um revenge of the sith i think i just love how that one ends and you see them with luke and there's a 
binary suns and the music like it's just very um I don't know it just it's very nostalgic I guess because of of seeing the originals and then we were younger and we saw those it just kind of had that I don't know what is it Lucas says it's it's similar but it's poetry you know and so it's just very similar to some of the other movies and so it was just really I don't know that's a beautiful ending I think of a movie. I yeah, I totally agree. That actually I'll just go ahead and say for me that is one of mine as well, my honorable mentions. Revenge of the Sith. It it is it does have that nostalgia. Obviously, we've seen the binary sunset before with that music, that theme playing. Um but obviously in this scenario, it's Luke as a baby <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. It's 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 absolutely beautiful and the music even as Obi-Wan is carrying Luke to um owen and baru the music just leading up to that part is just so beautiful i i know i in my notes i have that freaking score uh it's it's absolutely gorgeous and uh it, it also got me really excited like i cannot wait for this kenobi show i'm going to watch the end of revenge of the sith <laughs> just like the very end of, i'll probably watch the whole movie but i'm excited to like just watch the end of the of revenge of the sith and then watch the beginning of Kenobi and just see like, I just kind of see that kind of happen so close to each other. I'm going to make that happen. Uh, Josh, how about you? Honorable mention number one. Honorable mention number one would be Rogue One, actually. It's just, you know, that ending comes after, you know, Vader cuts through all those rebels and then the guy carrying the plans ends up in this. And they recreated it so faithfully, it's incredible, but ends up in the part of the ship that you're familiar with from A New Hope. And it's recreated so perfectly. And then, you know, he hands it to Leia and, you know, her ending line is hope. And I just think that that is a wonderful ending uh, to Rogue One, especially since Rogue One is a, I mean, Rogue One puts the war in Star Wars. It's gritty, it's espionage, there's uh, lots of death, <laughs> you know, and and it ends on a, it ends on a hopeful note. And I really like, like that. And, and it segues into A New Hope so well, in my opinion, that, that, uh, Watching Rogue One and A New Hope back to back is kind of a necessity at this point. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, you know, the the Leia face thing, and actually, like, I watched the ending again. I was like, you know, a lot of people complained about this, but this was like five years ago. And it's, I mean, I, I know it's not her face, but it doesn't look that bad for the, I mean, sh- and I really respect them. I for they just did being, a great job. <laughs> they did, for, especially for the time. But like at the time, I just remember being like, man, they're just so brave. Just like, they're not just, they're not just like trying to get as far away from it. So you can't see that it, so you can't see the detail. They're like right up in Leia's face and Tarkin's face, yeah. just like showing off their new technology. I was like, that's brave. It, it worked for me. It does. It never really takes me out of the movie. I think I'm just, I don't know if I'm just used to that stuff at this point now with Luke Skywalker and all that, but uh, I, I just think it didn't bother me at all. And I love Josh. I love what you said about the hope. Uh, being such a part of that ending there. So I love it. That's my number three. 
Oh really? Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. We're just go. We're just get. We're just right into it then. Actually, I did have another. I, I did have another one. I wanted to. Um, I have another honorable mention that I did want to bring up because I just love. I feel so good every time I watch it, and it didn't make my top three, but it had to be mentioned. The Phantom Menace. I love the last shot of that movie. There's really the entire ending, honestly. It's so good. But it 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 reminds it's it's definitely got that feel of a new hope. The just complete we won the day, everyone's happy. It's so fun. Uh celebratory. And it, it even I noticed a bunch of these endings have the like show the droids and like they zoom in specifically on R2 and 3PO at some point during the ending a lot of the time, and which I love too. And it does that just like in A New Hope. And then and then the music, the... It's just so good. So I wanted to mention The Phantom Menace because that movie just makes me unbelievably happy these days. And the ending particularly is great. So, uh, Josh, did you have another honorable mention before we move on to the actual top three? Yeah, I think my, my second honorable mention would be attack of the clones actually and it's because that final shot is breathtaking (laughs) i mean it is just absolutely breathtaking i mean that's like that that final shot when they're getting married and the background and uh the lighting i mean you could you could frame that and put mm-hmm. it on a wall. It's just, it's just incredible. Uh, and so uh, it would, it would, it would definitely be Attack of the Clones. Love it. Awesome. That's great, dude. So, with that being said, Jessica, if you don't have any more honorable mentions, spoiler alert: <laughs> your number three is Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So why tell tell us why Rogue One is your number three? Um. Okay. So I think we've already talked about how A New Hope is like my favorite Star Wars movie. It will always be my favorite, even if it's not, you know, have the coolest newest you know technology or whatever. It, Never it, have to defend your love of A yeah, New Hope. Yeah, that will just Never always be my that. favorite movie. Um, and so. I love Rogue One because it leads right into A New Hope. And that whole end scene, like Josh was saying, is just absolutely incredible. Um, You have, you know, Vader. And I know we're not, it's not really the stuff leading up to it, but it just makes the very end with Leia's face and that smile that she has just so much more impactful. And, um, the fact that it is about hope. And I mean, I know that it was, you know, CGI'd onto somebody and that sort of thing. But still, it was just, I don't know. I felt like that little girl again, kind of um, seeing a new hope and seeing like Leia's and new different kind of female characters. So that ending, just, you know, her and her face um, and just that like glimmer in her eye. I don't know that I just love, I love the ending of that movie. And, and everything that leads up to it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, it, it, and it does, it, it really is, when you're thinking about these shots, you can't, you can't, like, for me, 
the, the what goes into me choosing my final shot, honestly, one of the last things about it is how beautiful it looks. Like that's part of it, obviously, but it's the, it's what led you there mm-hmm. and the thematic elements, like Josh said, and, um, and it's all the elements combined that add, that lead up to that final shot. And then that lead into John Williams. It's just, it's just all of the elements combined to make this magical Star Wars moment that is classic. And Rogue One does it. And and it's not this big, epic, beautiful end scene. You know, it's nothing super special. So I think it is all of those things, like you said, that it is more of a simple, I think, in shot, but it is one of those things that it just has so much emotion, even though there's not as much going on. I don't know. I just, I yeah. love, I really love that movie. And um, I love like how Josh was saying, it just transitions straight into um, a new hope. So that's, that's definitely my, would be my top, my top, like my three, number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> I love it. That's a great one. What is your number three, Joshua? My number three is Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Beautiful. So, um, just uh, Jessica put it really well when you had, you know, you have a young uh, Owen and Baru uh, taking care of Luke, and you see them standing outside, you know reflecting on this new responsibility that they have to care for him. And you see the binary sunset, which is just iconic and you really can't use it too many times in star Wars probably. Um, And uh, because, you know, the, the binary sunset has come to symbolize uh, hope for the future and adventure and, uh, the future and so many different things depending on the Star Wars movie really that it shows up in but you know in A New Hope when Luke sees it the first time he's very much looking to the horizon looking to the future um, you know he's wanting something more than what he has Um in that moment. Um, and so, uh, it's been used, you know, the binary sunset's been used a few different times for different thematic purposes. Um, and I just love how it's used at the end of revenge of the Sith. Um, and, uh, and how, you know, that's, that's the first time that Luke sees it Mm -hmm. technically is as practically a newborn baby. You know, it's the first time he sees it and he grows up seeing it every single day. And so, and it's just a beautiful shot as well. That's another one that you could hang on the wall, mm-hmm. um, which is how I judge a lot of these. Is, <laughs> yeah. You know, if you can hang it on a wall. I guess that's what I was saying. The Rogue One isn't a hang on the wall necessarily one, but it's yeah. still a great, a great shot, no. you know. <laughs> so Josh, I love it. That's your number three, Revenge of the Sith. That's awesome. Okay, mine. My number three is one of my favorite Star Wars movies, period. And it's for the same reason why I said uh, The Phantom Menace. It's there's, there's some Star Wars endings that are 
that end on different notes. Some are more uh, contemplative. Some are more uh, just just sweeping and beautiful. Some are just absolute celebrations. And for me, my favorite of those celebration ones is Return of the Jedi Special Edition. No yub nub curry. I'm talking. Dun, 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 da, 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 all that stuff. It's just the best. And the special edition in particular, leading up to, you know, it, it, it shows like different places around the galaxy, like Coruscant and Naboo celebrating. You hear the Gungans. Yahoo! And all that stuff. It's just the, it's just great. And then it goes back to Endor. Um, and the Wookiees dancing and, and then you also have that beautiful moment where Luke turns around. I get chills just talking about it. Luke turns around, leans on the tree and he sees, he sees Obi-Wan there and he sees Yoda there and, uh, their force ghost. And right next to him is right next to them. Anakin shows up. And in the special editions, the new ones, young Anakin shows up. And I love, I personally love that choice. I think it works really well. And so just watching all of that, it, I think just it works so well seeing young Anakin in there and seeing them all looking at Luke and and Luke's just absolute. He's so like he's so fulfilled. And I don't know. I just I'm, I got chills right now just talking about it. It's such a great moment. So leading into this ending shot, you have that. But then you just had this last shot that's just kind of a still shot, basically, of just them, just just them, and you got the main cast. Um, you got Han, you got Leia, you got Luke, you got R2, you got 3PO, you got a bunch of Wookiees, you got Lando in there, and all of them are just, just the biggest, happiest grins that you could possibly have. And it's just like, we did it. We saved the galaxy. And I believe them 100% because their grins are so huge. And my favorite part of it is, is, is Lando just like standing there. Like he's like the way that he's bobbing and clapping. It's the, it's the best. I don't know if y'all have noticed that before, but every time I watch that movie, the end of it, Lando sticks out out of all of those people. Just his cool. The He's so cool. Billy D. Williams. Just the way he's so cool and he's just like bobbing and clapping. It's just the best. He's so into it. And I don't know, y'all, that that end of that movie just it moves me to just absolute pure Star Wars bliss. So that is my number three. I could move that up to number one if I wanted to, but it's not. So uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I wonder what your number one is going to be. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Who knows? It could be anything, really. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's my number three, Return of the Jedi. Jessica, what is your number two? Final shot. My number two is actually, looking at it, kind of similar to my number three because it's not this big, you know, like Josh has been saying, hang on the wall picture, um, is The Force Awakens. Um, I love the end shot of that. The whole buildup of that movie to where, I mean, Ray is still super naive and hopeful and just thinking, you know, how this is going to go. And here is this legend that I've been looking for and not knowing what his response is going to be and just his look staring at her. And then when they, 
zoom out and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's such a great ending to a movie. It, it to me was very different um, than other Star Wars movies because, I mean, also we didn't really know what was going to happen with the story. I mean, you know, you've got the originals and then you've got the prequels we know is like building to the original mm-hmm. story. Um, so this to me was a very like unexpected, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen ending in Star Wars. Um, and that island is so beautiful. Um, I get so jealous when I see things online of people, they're like, oh, we got to visit here or, you know, just like any of the, those things. Um, and so that, that is my number two. It's just, it's such a beautiful shot and it's just so emotional. And like I said, mine Mm. are a lot about feeling. And I remember leaving the theater and going, okay, what's going to happen? Like, he's going to, he's going to take it and he's going to go and he's going to immediately, you know, we don't know the whole story yet of what happened. And so it's just such a captivating (laughs) (laughs) end shot of a movie. So that is uh, my number two. Is the Force Awakens. I love it. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it so much. And I'm just thinking three years later, three, two years later, people are so pissed yeah. at what happens next. Not me, but people I'm, are. <laughs> I'm, I was, okay, I'm, I'm not pissed. I, I love The Last Jedi. I, it was something I had to wrestle with, I think, at first when I saw it. But, totally. Um, That's the point. But it's, it's, it's amazing. And I think this is like the perfect in scene to go into that next like struggle that's gonna happen um in the next movie so one thing to add to your point jessica is that the if you guys haven't just gone back and listened to the force awakens soundtrack or the score the track leading up to that point to that shot is jedi steps yeah and is one of it's one of the best of the sequel trilogy yeah uh shout out to drew miller is one of his favorites yes. he would want me to he would want to say that if he was here and i just know it so drew i got you covered jedi steps go listen to it everybody it's a beautiful um, score and and jesse i'm so glad you said that about that shot because it didn't make it into my list but I wanted someone to say it because I have heard people make fun of it because it's like a, it, it because it's a, I, Josh, I don't think it was you. Someone else made fun of it because it's a chopper shot. Like it's a, it's a helicopter shot in star Wars. And I'm like, okay, what? And <laughs> like, I, we don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand the issue here. It's awesome. It's a great shot. Uh, just like the, the one that just zooms around them and, and it's just so great. So I love, I love that final shot. Josh, any thoughts on hers? Yeah. Yeah. No overhead shots allowed in star Wars guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, anyway. It's a great ending, a great <laughs> ending. And and it is it's really the only true cliffhanger ending in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True when you think about it in a Star Wars movie is it a true cliffhanger ending and it's the only one like it. And so Jessica makes a really good point about how unique it is, how kind of legendary it is where you have this new character meeting meeting a meeting a legend not really knowing what's going to happen next um and they did something very unique for a star wars trilogy in that you know there's no time lost between the last jedi and the force awakens Mm -hmm. essentially you know they're basically one long 
movie. I mean, you can think about them as one long, one really long movie. And so that's another thing that makes it unique uh, as well. And so, um, so I, I mean, I, I think it's great. It didn't make it into my top three as well, but it was definitely, it's definitely magical, uh, unique. It gave people something to talk about after it ended. And, you know, then all the theories flew around for two years <laughs> and people got their hearts crushed. And uh, I didn't, obviously I did not, but I totally get why, um, why some people wrestled with it. I 100% get that. And, um, I, I really do. And so, uh, so there's no problem with that, but it's a, it's a great ending. I just, uh, didn't make my top three. So. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, let's stick with you, man. Let's go. Let's go ahead. Stick with you. You're number two. Okay. Number two. So my number two is a new hope. And the reason for that, and I alluded to it in my intro, a new hope is the classic good guys win ending. And it's triumphant. It's got the entire cast basically on stage in this moment of uh, triumph and joy with each other. They've been through this big journey and uh, they've won and, and everybody's happy and the music is iconic and everything leading up to it is awesome from the establishing shot of the room to, you know, everybody walking in, getting their medals and Han Solo winking at Leia, which is so great, honestly. <laughs> at that point, I don't really think she's that interested in him at all. At least she didn't uh, let on to that uh, <laughs> at the time. And, uh, and so I just, I don't have a whole lot to say about that ending, but it's just, other than it's just such a classic ending to kind of the hero's journey. You know, if if Star Wars, here's the thing, if Star Wars ended, and that was the only Star Wars movie we ever got, it was a complete story. Yeah. Right? So... Uh, that's another reason why, in my opinion, it has a lot going for it as an ending, because, uh, if there was no other Star Wars movie, mm -hmm. it would be a complete movie. It would still be a classic. It would still be considered one of the best movies ever made. And so A New Hope is my number two. Dude, I love it. I love it. And, and I'm so glad that all, all of these super... Uh, celebratory classic Star Wars endings are being talked about, but just from like, like the Phantom Menace has been brought up, Return of the Jedi, and and now A New Hope all have those like finality endings. You know, the celebration, good guys won, final endings, um, and and it is it is it is very classic, and um, I I love it, dude. I I do. It's not on my list. Uh, but it is one of those that just makes me so happy every time I watch it. I mean, like every Star Wars. Can we movie talk though, about but... the costume design of that? Oh, end? it's 
it's incredible and and how shiny are two and three PO oh my are. gosh i mean <laughs> they did so well with that i mean you've got han's outfit which is always great luke's in an amazing outfit Leia's dress I've always wanted since I was a little girl. Fantastic. Her hair is iconic. Like, Chewie looks great. Should have gotten a medal. That's neither here nor there. They fixed that. But, you know. (laughs) Too little too late. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I love that too. That actually didn't make my list, even though that's one of my favorite movies. I, I was trying to do something a little different. But, gosh, that ending is so good. What, The Rise of Skywalker? No, no, no. The oh, a oh, new a new, oh, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about Chewie's that Chewie's <laughs> no, metal thing. No. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so good. It is so good. The it's just it's so great. Are just fantastic. Even I that little it. moment, even that little moment where where R two where we find where we see R two because last time we saw R two he was like dr- droid bleeding, <laughs> like the yeah. equivalent of droid bleeding, um, and and he and. and 3PO is so worried about him and so we finally see that he's okay and he's like and he's like shaking back and forth and Luke and Luke just looks at him and and Leia looks at him and they just start smiling and laughing because they love R2 like this little pet who doesn't love R2 if you don't there's something wrong with you seriously it's just (laughs) I agree it's so good it's just such a great ending so well done Josh I love it uh my number two is a surprise for me um, Attack of the Clones. This ending is fantastic. Don't you fall asleep in that movie? Um, yeah. So th- basically, the trick is I have to get to the ending. <laughs> um, but it, when I do this, I just watch the. I only watch the ending, okay. and it's great. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so I have issues with Attack of the Clones. I really do think there's a lot going for it, but it does drag at certain parts. <laughs> I swear, you guys, the last three times I tried to watch this movie, I fall asleep. And I, I don't know what I, I it's it, it is what it is. But the ending is so good, starting at the point where uh, starting at the point where you see the clone army forming and Palpatine is looking over it with his bureaucrats and and a like heartbroken, just downtrodden Bail Organa. He he is there with Palpatine. I never noticed that before, but he just looks so sad mm-hmm. um, that they're about to go to war. I guess, and it is it it is such a harrowing ending. And then cut to this absolutely like Josh said, this is one of the hang on the wall ones, right? And it is this like you cut to this beautiful wedding, one of John Williams' best scores ever across the stars, and. It is absolutely gorgeous. This I what I love about this one is it's not the it's not the classic ending to a Star Wars movie as far as the uh as far as like celebratory. It's not even music-wise. It's not the classic um Star Wars music. It's a different theme. And I there's something about this scene that is so beautiful but also so unbelievably sad at the same time. It's because we know we're watching this and we know this is a mistake. We know. And they know it's wrong. And we know they know it's wrong. (laughs) But they're still doing it and they're still getting married. But all the while, it is this absolutely breathtaking 
beautiful sunset and on Naboo and this beautiful sweeping score. And it's just this weird dichotomy of this should be one of the most beautiful things ever, but it's so heavy because I know this is such a huge step toward the dark side for him. And it is, it's, it's, it is a fantastic ending. It really, really is. So um, yeah. Attack of the clones is my number two. I love how they also zoom out when they do that. You see Anakin and Padme and then you see R2 and, 3PO. <laughs> Again, they're there. They're yeah. always there. It's, I don't know if y'all have seen Fringe, but it's like if, if, if any listeners have seen Fringe, it's like the observers. They're always there watching and you just you you see them sometimes. But uh, it's it's really 3PO and R2 are the observers of Star Wars. Totally. Um, really inside joke if you do not know Fringe. <laughs> but um, here we go. Our number ones. Jessica, what's your number one? So my number one is Return of the Jedi. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and it is the special edition one in the newer special edition with Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Um, I almost picked A New Hope as my number one, but then I decided that this was my number one because kind of like what you were saying, Michael, just how everybody's there together and it is like the end of this and Luke gets to see, you know, not only someone who mentored him, but then he gets to see his father in his true self, which is Mm. so incredible. Um, And then I love at the end, just the connection that you see between Luke and Leia as brother and sister like she can just they can read each other and like how they're feeling and there's a part of me that's like they don't explicitly say that she can see them too but there's like a part of me that's like she can see obi-wan and anakin and yoda too like in my mind i'm just like i know she can and so if you think of it that way it's like makes it even sweeter and so much better and just everybody being happy and I don't know. It just like grown. We've talked about this, how we're from Arkansas. <laughs> All of us have grown up in the South. And so for me, I, I think of like friends getting around like a bonfire and like celebrating mm. the end of something or telling stories, you know, laughing um, or family gatherings, that sort of thing. And so mm-hmm. it just gives that feel to it of just very close, like friends that become family like we talk about that a lot like the found family um or chosen family and so i don't know i just love the ending because you've got everybody from different places and then i do love how like you were saying michael how they kind of show different places in the galaxy celebrating as well but for me it's just that that specific part on indoor that's just i don't know i love it it's so perfect and that's my number one I love it. <laughs> Not to mention you have Ewoks playing drums on Stormtrooper helmets, yes. which is like the best thing that I can't <laughs> believe I didn't mention. Everything about it is just so good. <laughs> it's the best. Josh, any thoughts on that? Not any original ones. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, you know, I will, I, I, I will say, and I'll, I'll just echo kind of what you all have said. Um, I think that the 
the ending of Return of the Jedi, the final shot of Return of the Jedi, um, is in my opinion uh, much improved by the special edition. I think the special edition ending and final shot is actually better than the original mm-hmm. theatrical uh, release for all the reasons that have been said. I think that from a tone standpoint, it's far more appropriate um, where you still have a celebration going on, but the music also has a reflective element to it. It's not um, goofy music. It's it's triumphant music and it's reflective and it's celebratory and you you know Luke sees Yoda and Obi Wan and as you said Jessica his father in his true self you know before he turned to the dark side um, which I think is really profound mm-hmm. and I know that there's a lot of uh, consternation at times about that change but I think thematically it works really well and I don't really have to think much about the logic behind it because thematically and emotionally it just makes sense to me and uh and so I I mean I I love the ending of, of Return of the Jedi and you know it ends on them excited and happy about the future and as you said hanging out with with friends and um, you know, it's the first time within that sequel trilogy, um, not the sequel trilogy, sorry, <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking about the sequel trilogy just then, uh, but the original trilogy um, um, that that they had a moment like that, you know, they had a triumphant moment at the end of A New Hope, yes, um, but everything that they went through certainly through empire strikes back and then all of return of the jedi you know it was a huge struggle and not a lot of uh happy things <laughs> going on and uh and they finally get to that point and uh, it wraps up the original trilogy so well so hmm. um i think that that's a great pick i'm so happy return of the jedi had such a presence in this episode it makes me happy every time um, okay, Josh, what is your number one? We all know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one where that final shot, and we'll we'll talk about just the ending itself, because I know we've kind of been doing both. We've kind of been we're talking about the final shot, and that's really what it's about is the final shot and what it represents. But you also, in context, have to talk about what leads up to that final shot. Mm-hmm as well that's really an important part of the the conversation but the final shot of the last jedi is another one that you hang on the wall compositionally it Mm. is absolutely gorgeous um Mm. and um you know bring on the broom boy trilogy is all i have to say about that thank you very much so, uh, <laughs> which, you know, that's never going to happen most likely, but, uh, I like to pretend that it, that it would happen, You're but my heart. At, at any rate, <laughs> that final, that final shot of a, of a young force sensitive kid 
that just that has been naturally experimenting with his abilities, raising a looking up to the stars with hope in his eyes and raising a broomstick like a lightsaber. I almost can't find the words for, for what that ending does for me as a longtime Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. since I was a kid, it, it, it brings up the, those, those feelings. Um, and you are him in that moment. You're that, you're that kid um, uh, who has an imagination and uh, wants adventure and will use anything in the house as a sword, you know, and, and he just so happens to have a broom and, uh, and again, he's looking up to the stars, uh, knowing that he has a much bigger purpose, uh, for his life than, than what he's doing right then and there, which is, you know, he's a, he's a slave. Um, and he's trapped but he still has hope. Uh, and, um, and so that final shot for me actually encapsulates what star Wars is about fundamentally. And so it has to be, for me, it just, it has to be number one. Um, and, uh, the, the sequence that leads up to that, you know, obviously complements it so well because you've got these three young kids and broom boy, as we call him, uh, is, you know, they're, they're, they're reenacting with homemade action figures. The, the final stand of Luke Skywalker and because his story of what he did on crate has already started spreading across the galaxy and it's made it even to these kids that are slaves. Um, and one of them at least is force sensitive and is probably clued into what has happened a bit more than the other kids, especially if they're not force sensitive. Um, and they're reenacting this and, uh, um, and then of course that, that that beautiful moment is broken up by this big gnarly uh <laughs> you know alien dude you know <laughs> and yeah and and uh you know and you know he's there he's basically their their slave master and and then he runs off and with just the slightest of touches. I mean, he's, he's almost touching the broom. He just, boop. <laughs> he just like the little force pole just pulls that broom to himself, starts sweeping. The music is building. And again, he looks up to the sky and, and he's hopeful. And when you think about one of the main thesis statements, even of the last Jedi itself about how, a hero, how somebody significant, uh, who has value, um, can come from anywhere. It doesn't just have to be 
uh, noble blood, so to speak. But that significance and value and importance uh, can come from anywhere, uh, which, you know, is is in many ways the story of, you know, of Ray. You know, she doesn't know how she fits into this whole scenario. And uh, as Kylo Ren tells her earlier in the movie, you have no place in this story. You have no place in this story. You know, you're nothing and you have no place in this story. I am, I'm the legacy. I'm, you know, I'm the important one. And, and, uh, and so I see such a thematic tie-in between Ray and the stable kid, uh, in that sense too. Um, it's a direct thematic tie in, in, in my opinion. Uh, um, and it's meant to encapsulate one of the primary thesis statements of the last Jedi is that, um, an important person can come from anywhere and affect the outcome of the galaxy. And so, I could talk on and on and on about that ending and continue to unpack it. Um, but, but obviously, uh, I've, I've pretty much said, uh, what I wanted to say. Uh, I just love the ending of the last Jedi. It, it, uh, it's very special, um, for star Wars and what it means for star Wars. Um, and, that's what I got to say about that. I love the end of this movie, too. Um, it didn't really make on my list, but um, I still love it. I love, even though when I saw this movie, I think I actually saw The Last Jedi the most in theaters out of any Star Wars movie that I've seen in theaters. I'm pretty sure it's the one that I saw that's surprising to me um because i did wrestle with it and i really you know wanted to understand the movie and i've grown to love the movie very much um but even wrestling with it i um the end was always something and i think it should be something that anybody that loves star wars should love because of everything that josh just said and I don't know, just the power of a story. I think they go into that and it, it kind of translates to to even like the fictional story of Star Wars, like how powerful a story can be that there's hope and that this child, you know, is already hearing about this story, this guy that's still a legend, you know, to a lot of people. Like even though it, it's only been, you know, however many years, things when, you know, regime changes and stuff gets erased from history things become legend or supposedly didn't exist for it it can happen quicker than i think we we think um Mm -hmm. we see that you know in our Mm -hmm. world today um and the other parallel that i absolutely love is how anakin was a little slave boy in a little nowhere planet Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this just echoes that so much and it's so powerful. And it also makes me it think does. of, okay, like 
the heroes of these stories were our heroes and they were the generations ahead of us my parents heroes like that generation this little boy to me also symbolized this story passing on to another generation you know like Mm -hmm. star wars doesn't belong to any of us you know per se um and and it's now time to be told in a different way through a new generation and through new eyes so i love that ending as well Oh my gosh, I'm so happy right now. That's great. <laughs> Both of y'all, so good. Uh, but I love yeah. how it ties to Anakin, though, too, because he was nobody, you know? And Luke was nobody, and Ray was nobody, you know? And they just came into their story and, and made it their own, and I just think it's really beautiful. So, No one's from nowhere. <laughs> okay, that is pretty much nowhere. Uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, so I love that, you guys both beautiful explanations there my number one is also the last jedi oh good we get to talk about it some more we get to talk about it some more yeah good. you guys said such beautiful yeah. things i don't have a ton to add to it that i wouldn't have said i do have a, I, I have a couple of things but um uh, honestly y'all look i <sighs> If you're listening to this podcast and you just think these guys just like can't shut up about the last Jedi, it, it it's partially true, but it's also just genuinely we're we genuinely do love this movie so much. And I mean, it's not even like it this isn't we didn't plan this. Like I didn't we didn't know that our both mine and Josh's favorite shot was going to be the I had a hunch Josh's would probably be the last Jedi, but um, I didn't even know if it would be mine. Like I didn't know until I went back and looked through it. I knew it would be up there, but it it's it just is. It that shot of him with it, look like you said the composition of the shot by itself. I, I want to frame it on my walls. Like I want to copy on every wall in this room. <laughs> like it's just absolutely stunning, and. But besides that, the thematic elements that you guys so beautifully laid out, I just love it so much. And ultimately, you know, people, you know, there are some people that are like, it's not an original idea that Ray, uh, you know, Ray being a nobody or, you know, the force rising up from a place of, uh, by, from in just a nobody, quote unquote, um, someone who is not born of a powerful bloodline like a Kenobi, like a Palpatine, like a, like a Skywalker, all that it, it, people will say it's not, it's not that original. Like, why do we want that? Okay. But also neither is them being born of a bloodline like that, like a Kenobi or a Skywalker. That's not really original either. At the end of the day, I just would rather see, I just would rather see nobody's rise up to be somebody like period. That's just a better, it's a more interesting and uplifting and star Wars story in my opinion. And so like the chosen one himself, like Jessica said, was, was a nobody and a slave. Um, and it's just, I, it's so beautiful that ending and how Luke ties into it with the kids reenacting, the uh, it, it kind of reminds me of when 3PO is is telling the story to the Ewoks, and he's like, Nooch Vader, <laughs> like it's 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 the it's it's so good. It kind of reminds me of that. 
but but they're just <laughs> playing action figures and and like we all did we all are those kids like yeah. we've been there except that they're slaves and it's like we cannot even fathom what that's like and so it, it's it's heartbreaking and it's but it's also just beautiful and innocent kids and um, I just I love that so much the hope that the symbol of hope that Luke became again and the legend that Luke became again at the end of the movie that people seem to forget and and it's just it's absolutely beautiful. I also love how Finn and Rose tie into this. I don't know if y'all remember, but he actually like right before the final shot, he sees this he sees a ship take off into space yeah uh, like into hyperspace or whatever. And then he looks down at that ring that Rose gave him. I think it was Rose gave him, right? Mm -hmm. And he looks down mm -hmm. at the, the rebellion ring um, with the rebellion signet on it and is reminded of the hope. You know what I mean? So that's it's Luke is part of his hope, but also Rose and Finn's story ties into that as well, uh, which I thought is really cool. It just kind of wraps everything up. And then one other thing, and this is just such a, I feel like this is such a thing that a Ryan Johnson thing to do. He totally fooled us with the ending because if you remember, they're all in the spaceship together. They're all in the Falcon together. They're all celebrating, you know, they, Luke and Leia, ha, or I'm sorry, not Luke. Oh my gosh. So sad. Uh, but Leia and Ray have that conversation about the peace and purpose and all that. Ray and Poe meet for the first time somehow, um, which is so weird still to this day that they met just then for the first time. But they they meet and everyone's just like so happy in the Falcon and the, the camera pans back and you see them all just celebrating and the music is swelling and it ends and the movie's not over. Star Wars doesn't do that. Star Wars doesn't have second endings. Not not usually. Nope. They, they subverted our expectations again, to quote many fans. But it is so great because, look, that ending would have been fantastic as it is. That would have been a classic Star Wars ending. And so I think Ryan Johnson wanted to have a classic Star Wars ending in there somewhere. <laughs> but then he was like, yeah, but let's add this element of hope on top of the entire thing. And it is so good. I feel like they kind of did that with the rise of Skywalker as well. Really? Well, explain that. Well, because they have like this celebration mm -hmm. ending and then Ray goes off. And oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Totally. And I yeah. mean, I feel like that ending deserves an honorable mention too. Because <laughs> Let's just talk about all of them. Because <laughs> it's such a great, like, her claiming the Skywalker legacy as a, I know you guys prefer her being no one. I am a huge fan of her being a Palpatine. It's another conversation for another time. So for me personally, for her to turn away her family lineage and say, no, I'm going to be a Skywalker is literally so beautiful. And that ending her just walking out, and again, it's on Tatooine with the binary sunset, her lightsaber, it's a yellow. I mean, everything about it is just. Her lightsaber is awesome. So amazing. <laughs> so. No, listen, I, I, I have, I have wrestled with the ending and I think that it's not perfect. No. But 
that part I of it actually, is pretty, though. Like it's I've I have good. actually grown to really appreciate her um adopting the Skywalker name. I think it's thematically, I think thematically it works. I think it's beautiful because it's very it's also just that's Star Wars, right? Found family. Like you you don't have to your bloodline doesn't define you and that is Ray's story. Like that is Ray's story. Like and it it comes to fruition there her choosing her true family. I actually like that. So I think I I don't know I I definitely have really grown to that. I I don't love the Palpatine thing. I don't even like it, but I like that she forsake she uh I like that she did forsake the Palpatine name and that in that lineage and choose her true family which she sees as Luke and Leia. Yeah. And and I I love that. So I actually really like the ending to Rise of Skywalker. I would have changed, but that part is so beautiful. I think. Yeah, it is. Josh, you have any thoughts on that? I know we're talking about Last Jedi, but I mean, this is good too. (laughs) Yeah. No. I I mean I I mean I think the ending to the Rise of Skywalker is is pretty solid. Um, you know where you where you have somebody who you know like Ray who um. Uh, has really been tossed about as far as her identity and who she is. And, um, and while I agree with Michael that I, that I still am not a fan of the, the Palpatine twist. Um, and we can get into that in another episode where we just talk about Ray. Um, <laughs> the, the good news is that her arc still the arc still works her her story arc still works um and that's what's the most important part of it and so uh you know thematically for her to throw off the palpatine name and and um uh and and take on the skywalker name with luke and leia standing right there signaling their approval mm-hmm. right because it's uh one thing that's really bothered me that just drives me absolutely bonkers is uh, this idea that somehow it's a stolen name that Ray stole the Skywalker name. It's a very, um, uh, I mean that, that kind of gatekeeping just drives me crazy anyway, but it's not even supported by what happens in the movie. It's just, a feeling that some people have who never liked the sequel trilogy to begin with. Right. And so they've just added it as yet another criticism on top of the mountain of criticism that they already have. And that's fine. Believe what you want, like what you want, dislike what you want. But, but that ending, the ending of, of the rise of Skywalker, where, She's asked who she is. She says Ray, and she pauses. And for Luke and Leia to show up in that moment, uh, because you know one thing we know about Force ghosts, especially those that are your allies and your friends, they show up oftentimes when you need them the most. You know when they have something to say. When you need them the most, you don't know when they're going to show up. That's a mystery. Um, but Luke and Leia appeared in that time to assist her 
and to let her know it's going to be okay to signal approval that, Hey, you're one of us. Um, you know, you're a Skywalker just as much as we are. Um, because as Luke says, even earlier in the movie, when Ray goes back to Octu, some things are stronger than blood. And he tells her that. And so, um, so that ties into the ending of the rise of, into the, to the ending of the, of the film. And so for her to say that is supposed to be a triumphant thing that, that she was adopted by the Skywalkers and that the Skywalker name for all time has covered the name of Palpatine, the most evil, the most evil of evil character in the galaxy who's caused generations of pain and suffering. Uh, that name is no more, you know, and the Skywalker name is literally covering it forever through the character of Ray. So, uh, so I think that, you know, that works and, the ending of uh, the rise of Skywalker is actually, you know, quite good, you know, for what it is. And so I, I agree. It should be an honorable mention as well. Love it. Love it. That's so good. Yeah, Jessica, thank you for kind of leading us in that direction there. I didn't expect to talk about rise of Skywalker. I I after just we like, were all... You know, it's, it's just good. <laughs> no, it's, it is. And I, we are guys, We've been talking. I feel like we mentioned this almost every episode. We are going to do an episode devoted to the Rise of Skywalker again and just have a conversation. Because look, I think there are good things about the Rise of Skywalker. But y'all know if you've heard me talk at all, and Josh as well, we struggle with this movie. Like it is one of my least favorite. If it is at my last place um, on my ranking, and it it, it 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 I have a lot of major issues yeah. with it. But it's not a thematic thing. It's really just it's more of it, it. There's there's a lot of issues I have with it storytelling wise as a movie, but I can sit there and watch it and enjoy the fact that I am watching a Star Wars movie and be moved at certain points. And I mean, I could just list off a bunch of spots that I love of, of that movie right now, and we will. But we're going to have that conversation on the podcast yeah. at some point. Because I think it's important. I want to rewatch it again. I've, I mean, look, I've already given it a shot. I've seen this movie seven times or six times or something like that. But I, I want to give it another shot and just like and just look for what I like about it. And I know it's not going to jump up my rankings probably, but I want to give it another shot and just watch it with a clean mind. And and I think Josh would like to at some point too. I'm just speaking for him right now, but I think he does too. And um. Uh, Jessica, I know I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about that movie because you really like it, right? I love it and I hate it at the same time. So I do really like that movie. There's things about it that I do not like. Um, yeah. But all in all, I really do. I've come to terms that I do really like the movie. Um, I think why I really want to talk about it is because I know for me with The Last Jedi – I liked that movie, but what made me really love that movie and even get more of what I think Ryan was trying to come across with the characters and, and the depth of everything was talking to other people about it. And so I genuinely love having those kinds of conversations because that's what 
yes. helped me appreciate and then not just like The Last Jedi, but end up really loving that movie. So, yes, and that's that is absolutely I. I genuinely hope when we talk about it, I grow to appreciate it more. Like I want, I want to. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I might not ever like that movie as much as others. It, it probably won't happen at this point, but who knows? The Phantom Menace is at number seven, y'all. I mean, anything <laughs> can happen. That was the bottom movie on my list at one point. I, anything can happen. So we'll see what happens there. But okay, so just to recap, let's get yeah. back to the list. Oh, oh, Josh, I'm sorry. You go ahead, dude. Oh, oh no! I think you know what would be a good good thing to do before we do the Rise of Skywalker episode, because I know that Michael and I, in particular, need to make sure that our hearts are in the right place when we do that. <laughs> when we do that episode, uh, yeah, uh, would actually be would actually be the episode where we just talk about Ray's character arc, actually, because I think that that's a good primer for the rise of Skywalker episode, because Mm -hmm. um, we get to talk about Ray, who's still a great character. And there's a lot said through her character as it relates to star Wars. And so if we just, if we just do Ray and then we do the full rise of Skywalker episode, that may be a, that may be a good, uh, good sequence you know, to do yes. those episodes and is to do Ray and then to do, do rise of Skywalker. Um, so and just kind of expand, you know, outwards, uh, from there. So, uh, just my, just my thoughts, uh, about that, but yeah, I mean, the movie gives me a lot of fits and, um, but at the end of the day, I actually don't dislike any star Wars movie. um, I don't know if I've said that on the podcast before, but it's it's one of those things where I love the universe so much and the characters so much and everything that's put into these movies, even the ones that are the my least favorite on the list, I can find things that I really enjoy and appreciate about them. I mean, even when I was talking about the ending of The Rise of Skywalker, I was drawing thematic power and rev and, and relevance out of it. Um, and so I think it's really important when you talk about a franchise that you like, um, even especially when you're talking about an entry that you're not as much of a fan of, that you're fair, you're as fair as possible to it. Um, Absolutely. And that you actually give it a, and that you actually give it a chance, you know? And, and so, that um because that that's what i kept asking people to do with the last jedi is give it a chance give it a chance give it a chance and if i didn't do that with the rise of skywalker i would be like a huge hypocrite (laughs) so anyway totally and it's not like me saying i want to talk about it nesta is not me saying it's my favorite star wars movie because it's not my favorite and there's a lot of things that I don't like about it but I just I don't know I want to talk about that movie because I think it's turning into just as much of a mm-hmm. a hard like divided line as the last Jedi is sure and I think that's I, th- I think there's something to be said about that and I I really one of my favorite things about the last Jedi is that 
it honestly is the movie that taught me that wrestling with a movie or an episode of something or whatever is okay. Like if I, if now when I watch something and I'm talking anything episode of the bad batch or like an episode of Loki or, um, or, or a, an MCU movie or any movie, whatever I, I may not love it right away. And something just might not hit because some days I try as hard as I can to not let my expectations get in the way. But sometimes expectations are there and you don't intend for them to be there and they are there anyway. And so sometimes things happen you just don't expect and it throws you like Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. But at the end of the day, it's okay to wrestle with things and it doesn't mean you're forcing yourself to like something. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not going to force myself to like Rise of Skywalker as much as The Last Jedi. It's not going to happen. No. I can tell you right now it's not going to happen. But I can try and see as much as I can what is JJ going for? What are JJ and Chris Terrio going for in this movie? What are they trying to say? I can agree. I can think that they might have not executed it very well. But at the end of the day, at least I, I know what they're going for and I can appreciate it. And then it is where it is on my rankings or whatever. So I think this is great. And I think this conversation needs to happen. So I'm excited, but we're going over time right now. So we need to actually get back to Aren't what we? we're talking about. <laughs> we are a little bit. Um, so let's just recap really got really quickly, you guys, and then we'll get out of here. Jessica, what were your top three? Don't not honorable mentions, just your top three. So my number three was rogue one. Number two was the force awakens. And number one was return of the Jedi. Love it. Josh, what was yours? Mine. Uh, number three was revenge of the Sith. Number two was a new hope. And number one was The Last Jedi. Love it. And mine were number three was Return of the Jedi. Number two was Attack of the Clones. And number one was The Last Jedi. And guys, before we get out of here, I did post in the group and we had a few responses. I do want to read those really quick and then we'll get and then we'll uh, we'll we'll and wrap up the show. So I just posted in in the Facebook group and guys going forward. We're going to be doing this more often. We're going to be posting about what the episode is we're talking about and then ask a question and have you guys interact with the podcast and your uh, and your answer will be read on the show. And so if you guys aren't a member of the group, that is a cool reason that you should be a member of the group. So, <laughs> um, so basically I just posted what is your favorite final shot of, the, of all of the Star Wars movies. And Michael Moorhead first says Rogue One. Uh, awesome. Love it. Drew Miller, our co-host, uh, <laughs> he says Return of the Jedi, but specifically the Force Ghost right before the final shot. <laughs> and I said, that doesn't count, Drew. Uh, <laughs> but it does, though, because it, it does, though, because we've talked this whole time about how what leads up into the final shot is so important yeah. to what the final shot does. So, Drew, I got your back there. I was just playing with you. Um, Curry also says Return of the Jedi. I'm so happy that Return of the Jedi getting all this love. Um, Ryan Ashley Wall says, I honestly got to give it to The Last Jedi. I mean, look at it. And he posted a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, 
100%, dude. 100%. <laughs> he has a lot of issues with The Last Jedi because I've had a lot of conversations with him about it. So that's a big deal for him to be able to say that that the best final <laughs> shot is is The Last Jedi. Well, so. oh, I kind of Jedi isn't my favorite Star Wars movie, but it got my favorite. Attack of the Clones is not my second favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it, we're talking just final shot here, and they're great. Well, and Ryan, I could kind of tell, like the way he worded that. I honestly got to give it to the Last Jedi. He felt it felt like he's definitely like not wanting to give it to the Last Jedi, but he is. Ryan, thanks for your honesty, dude. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Um, and then let's see here. We got. David Albee says Revenge of the Sith. Love that. We talked about that one a lot earlier. And actually, Michael Moorhead comes back on, on David's uh, post and he says, actually, I want to change my answer to, to Revenge of the Sith. It's <laughs> so good. So uh, I love that. So guys, thank you so much for commenting on that. We will keep doing that more often. Sometimes I brain fart and forget, but we will be doing that more often and uh, you guys should definitely join that group. You should also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. We are Jessica runs the Instagram. I run the Twitter. Um, and and both are growing currently, which is awesome. And so follow us uh -huh. on there. That info is below uh, below in the information down there. And uh, Jessica, do you have any last thoughts on all of this before we get out of here? No, just okay. Josh, how about you? Yeah, I just want to say it's been a lot of fun uh, being a co-host on on the podcast and being able to show up a little bit more uh, often. And, uh, you know, especially since I kind of do double duty uh, since, um, you know, I got into this whole fandom, at least online, you know, by uh, starting the Outer Rim. And so, uh, which is, you know, has... 5,200 members at this point, and I'm really proud of the group and um, the generally civil, you know, tone and, you know, people who aren't civil and who just cause problems, they don't last very long in there. And so I do want to plug the Outer Rim, a Star Wars group. Uh, please come and join in on the conversation. Um, would love to have you. And uh, we we also have a public Facebook page and a uh, Twitter account and a tragically underused Instagram page. So don't go <laughs> follow that right now or actually do. And then we'll all be like, hey, let's do some more content <laughs> on it. Um, but uh, but I just love that a certain point of view uh, podcast in the outer rim are kind of in, in a lot of ways. uh kindred spirits and we have found each other and uh we work well together and support each other and i think that that's how it should be and so um that's all i gotta say about that i i, I almost just quoted forrest gump there <laughs> that's all i gotta say about that i also want to say i love your humble brag of of how many people are in the facebook group <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm given an opportunity to plug it, I mention it every every time. Actually. You should. It's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I 
honest to God, your the Outer Rim Group is a big reason why we're doing what we're doing, and it's a big uh, kind of inspiration for that for us. And and we learn a lot from how you guys handle things. I've gotten a lot of advice from you about how to how to be an admin and how to kick people out and <laughs> all that stuff because that happens every once in a while when you're admining a group and trying to keep the peace um you got to do it every now and then and you guys have just been an awesome i i love that we're close our groups are close and uh we make us we're a symbiotic circle what what affects one of us affects the other you must understand that <laughs> and so i just i'm sorry but I, uh, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm such a freaking nerd, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you guys seriously go follow the, Lisa don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much <laughs> for listening to this podcast. Um, if you've stuck with us through all of this stuff, thank you so much for listening. And until next time. May the force be with you, always. <laughs>